Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys. So today we are talking about what Google knows about designing for happiness. Um, When I say Google, also I just mean sort of any big tech company, Amazon, Apple, all of those. Um, And what they know is how much your physical space matters. Um, If done well, it can reduce your stress, improve cognitive function, enhance mood, creativity, and productivity, which is obviously part of why they are interested in it. Um, You know, and they really lean into this. If you look at their flagship locations, um, they're very forward thinking about um, how they are designing the spaces, you know just like law firms. (laughs) Yeah, no, law firms are behind like with everything. Um, I don't think this is super on their radars yet, um, but you know, maybe eventually, I would hope. Um, You know, and I talk about this because you can take these bits of information and apply them to your home office, to your regular office. You can control what you can control. Um, It's not a zero. <laughs> and, and look, especially the stress reduction and the mood improvement, it's, it's like, look, if you can sort of just incrementally improve those things, it creates hey, you're just like feeling a little bit better. And it also just, you know, creates some space for you to um, just not be on sort of emergency mode all the time. And it gives you some time to maybe think about what else you would want to do. So the three sort of parts of this design I want to talk about are first the the boosting creativity. Um, One way they do that is using sort of bright colors. Like if you look at Google's um, headquarters, it's a lot of primary colors, a lot of bright colors. um, And, you know, I think we kind of intuitively know this when you're just sort of sitting in like a blah space with like just gray and it's stodgy like do you feel inspired by that probably not um so you kind of get that sense of what how that would feel to be surrounded by more color in general um there's also a really interesting line of research on the aesthetics of joy um there's actually a book called that and uh it's really interesting like you know, they, they've done studies where sort of um, either at schools or in sort of different neighborhoods, they've painted walls, bright colors, um, and school attendance and crime goes up and crime goes down in places where they have these sort of large bursts of color around. So, um, you know, it really does affect <laughs> people what their physical environment is and, and the colors. Um, So one is color. Two is 
um, biophilic design. What is biophilic design? It is basically the principle that as humans, our natural uh, way of existing is not in a windowless office, but in nature. Um, and so it's all about the improvements to well-being that come from designing, bringing the outdoors in. You may have seen sort of these walls of, of greenery places. Um, and, you know, these big tech companies are bringing that into their, to their office spaces. Um, you may also have seen that sort of in hospitality or in restaurants and things like that. Um, but there's a huge work of research on, on how much this improves well-being. Um, there's a study that was done um, that in a hospital where people were who were, you know, they accounted for differences in, in sort of prognosis and all of that. But they took people with basically sort of the same issue and prognosis and one of the patients or the sample size there looked at a brick wall and then the other sample looked out at trees in a park. And there was a measurable difference in how well they improved from, from the illness based on just seeing nature. Um, and so it's that concept brought into designing your physical space. Um, then the last one, which you guys probably are going to I've heard me talk about and drone on about is natural light. Um, the BRE group uh, did a study that said 60% of office staff don't get enough access to regular sunlight, which is problematic. <laughs> you know, I was at a job for nine years working in a windowless office inside a windowless suite. And it, um, yeah, it's rough. Like it really affects your mood. You know, as humans, we're sort of supposed to like take cues from the sun and the circadian rhythms that we run on are completely thrown off if we spend our entire time in nothing but sort of fluorescent light. So, um, <laughs> you know, and I think on some level places even sort of, you know, not forward thinking places, but the design of many places you know, buildings accounts for this knowledge in that they put the more senior people on the outside with the windows and the offices and the support staff on the inside. So, you know, don't even get me started about how all the professors had their offices and then they were never there. And then the rest of us had to like be there every day, all day with no natural light. <laughs> <laughs> drove me nuts. <laughs> but that's that's a separate. Um <laughs> so you know just the importance of of putting yourself in a place with um natural light. So how can you do this for yourself if you're not you're not like designing a whole office building, right? Um and you can leverage this um from home and you can leverage it from you know your actual office. Um but, you know, like if you're in your office, you could bring in a rug that has a bunch of color to it. And, um, you know, <laughs> if anyone gives you a hard time, just be like, look, it's boosting my productivity. Here's the study. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, and and the idea that, like, anything other than, like, super boring can't be professional. I think we need to, like, let go of that idea because it drives me nuts, you know. Apple is professional. 
Google is professional. It doesn't mean that it has to be sort of one note gray boring. I would also say that's true of what you wear, but that is, again, a whole other story. So just think about what can you do in your space, even if it's in the office, what can you do to bring in some color, bring in some plants? Um, the light is hard to just bring in. Um, you know, you could bring in some kind of lamps, which which could help. But also, you know, what I did was I would just bring my laptop to work with me and then I would go somewhere that was not my office. I found some public space um, where I could work, uh, where I got some light and that helped a lot. And then the last thing I did was um, went to, I, I negotiated to work from home one day a week, which <laughs> sort of seems like quaint at this point. It's like, yeah, we're all always working from home. But at the time when it was sort of going to this office that drained me every day, the ability to just not go to that physical space one day a week was like life-changing. So don't forget that you can also advocate for yourself in kind of non-traditional ways. Um, so yeah, like just find these ways to make your life a little less gray and monotonous, and you'll be able to tap into all of those advantages that these big companies see with respect to your mood and your creativity and your stress levels. Um, and every little bit helps. So, all right. I will see you guys next week.